Hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes and Technology. My name is Opal Singleton and we come to you every Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. Well, the election is over and we can get back to having a life and I am so ready. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to have my life back. I don't want to hear any more of that stuff, you know, all about unity and loving each other while we're out throwing mud at each other. That's just crazy. So I wanted to do something today that was kind of a repeat of something that we had done in the past, but I've been giving it a lot of thought. In the past, we had a guest and we have her back on again today. And um, her name is Linda Berg Herring, and uh, she's from Orange County, and she is a private investigator and a good friend and also someone who also provides training for million kids. Uh, By the way, I don't know if you all know this, but we provide uh, very in-depth free training. It's a Zoom training online through an organization called Children's Fund childrensfund.org. And they had a grant and we go on and we we do trainings for things like, uh, well, well, Linda does one all about when and how to use a private investigator in a, in a child's crimes case or a child's disappearance. I do one on a webcam sex. That's probably the hardest one I have ever done. But we also do them on uh, foreign national trafficking and on sextortion. And then Nancy O'Gary, she does one on how law enforcement investigates uh, the crime of human trafficking. And then we also have Tanya Holt uh, that supports me and kids. And she does one on the impact of uh, pornography addiction and how that affects domestic uh, violence cases and also divorces and marriages and things like that. And and also can often, often end up in child abuse. So we offer this kind of free training and you can learn more about it by going to millionkids.org, millionkids.org, go under the training and you'll see that and you can sign up for it and uh, be trained. That will also tell you the other places that we might be training out in the community. But Linda joined us a while back and uh, she got to, as she was talking with you all on the radio, and I got some tremendous feedback from our audience about some of the things that she shared. And one of the things that she really got me thinking about is she talked about How well do you know your child? And uh, I think that's a fascinating thing. Having worked a lot of cases here with kids who are being exploited, I'm acutely aware of how little oftentimes parents know about their kids. So with that, first, let me welcome Linda as our guest today. You want to say hello, Linda? And while you're doing that, tell the folks a little bit about yourself, what you do and, and like that. Okay. Um, hi, everybody. Thank you for inviting me to be here. Um, like Opal said, my name is Linda Berg Herring. I'm a licensed private investigator in California. I've been doing private investigation work for 40 years. Um, my, I do all types of investigations. I call myself a general investigator. I do uh-huh. the, the typical you know, personal injury, asset searches, background checks, that kind of thing. But my passion has always been um, in cases involving children. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that happened by coincidence, I guess. One of the first cases I worked on involved a missing child. 
And it was all the way back in 1982. They did not call what was going on trafficking, but this child was trafficked by her uncle. And so when that happened, I just said, no, this this can't happen. What can we do to fight this? We've got to do something to protect our children. So um, I know that you handle missing child cases. You also handle cases where a family member or someone is is suspecting child abuse. Uh, But in the case of missing children, now we're involved in a lot of it because we handle million kids, missing kids. And the folks in the audience, uh, if you don't know that, for, oh, probably eight, 10 years now, uh, we developed million kids, missing kids. And the idea behind that is when a child goes missing, a parent is just frantic, Uh, especially now that we know that at least one out of five kids who are running away could be victims of sex trafficking within the first 48 hours. And uh, so that got my attention early on. Plus, I would sit with parents who were just like out of their mind. They, They report to the police and then the police reports to National Center for Missing Exploited Children. But then the parent goes home and they don't know if that kid is like in Las Vegas or Los Angeles or Tijuana. And so we created a program where we create flyers. It has the police report number on it and the police contact. And we send that out. We've sent out millions of those over our time. So if you want to start receiving the flyers for that, please go to meandkids.org. But as Linda and I were talking, one of the most uh, probably scary parts for a parent is when that child goes missing. So with that, Linda, pick up on that and talk about what kinds of things do you start to look for if you're helping a parent, you know, find a missing child? Of course. Um, The very first thing I do when a parent contacts me is I ask to um, see the child's electronic devices. Oftentimes Mm -hmm. they leave their phone at home. And hopefully the parents have their password or their passcode so that we can get into their phone. Mm -hmm. Um, Inevitably, uh, there's something on that phone that's useful as far as where they went, who they're with. Um, I also, I ask about, I apologize for the barking dog in the background. (laughs) It is a cute dog. I've seen it. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) He had to to be part of this. Um, I, um, I asked them also about their computer, if they've got a laptop or a desktop computer, and we want to check out all of their social media. So um, what you're saying is right off the bat, you need to know their username and their passwords and every app they're on. Is yes, that, is every, that accurate? Every app. Um, a lot of parents, when I start talking about that, they ask why I want that. And I explain to them because we want to know who they've been talking to. Right. And um, most parents don't have a clue that their children are talking to people they shouldn't be talking to. And for that matter, think they never would. Mm -hmm. So, and that's not, you know, disrespecting the parents, but it's Mm -hmm. just the nature of the World Wide web and really (laughs) worldwide. Now, um, social media, people can, you know, talk to them anytime from anywhere and the parents don't really know. And I'm talking really good parents that are paying attention to what their kids are doing. Don't know. One of the things I often share with a parent or or even the schools is these pedophiles or predators that are trying to meet up with their kids, 
they almost never have just one app they're communicating on with their child. And parents have a tendency to have tunnel vision. They go, well, they're on, you know, Instagram or TikTok. But, you know, I think maybe I know how to get into that. Maybe I don't. But the first thing I always share with kids and parents is the first thing a pedophile you meet online will do is move you from one app to the other. So one of the first things that I see with parents is you need to know every app your child is on their username and how to access it so that we can see who it is that maybe they disappeared with. Absolutely. And there are ways to get into that information if they don't have it, but Mm -hmm. it causes a delay. And when your child is missing, you want to be on it immediately. And Mm -hmm. law enforcement will be out kind of sort of canvassing the area as much as they can. They might not have the manpower. Mm -hmm. to handle it, especially if your child's run away more than once. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where we will be all over that. And we want to find out who they're talking to and where they might be. We've seen a lot of cases over the last six, eight years where young people meet someone online and they never intend to run away and they never intend to disappear. They will um, go out, sneak out in the middle of the night or during a school day or you know, pretending to be over at a a friend's house and they will go out and they will meet up with that person with the idea. They're just going to see what they're like. And I cannot emphasize that enough to parents. That child will disappear in a heartbeat. They get in the car, that guy grabs their phone, throws that out the window and maybe has a gun with them and poof, they're gone. Yes, that's. I've investigated many cases like that over the years. We um, happen. The sheriff department and the district attorney's office uh, this earlier this year set up reverse stings where they pretended to be a 14 year old girl. And some of this was done towards uh, Tyler Mall, but they had over 25 people show up thinking they're going to have sex with a 14 year old. But here's the scary part to me. Three of them were carrying loaded guns. So imagine that your kid goes out and gets in a car with one of these guys just wanting to know who they are, and their life will change in a heartbeat, and so will the parent. This is Opal Singleton. We are up against that break. Went very fast. We'll be right back. Are you tired of eating at the same old restaurants? Let me tell you about a fabulous Italian restaurant we found in Riverside. Mama Mia's Italian Restaurant. Their caprese salad is exquisite with candied balsamic glaze. All of their sauces are special recipes using only the best olive oils. The salads are fresh and healthy. They offer a wonderful array of pastas, including shrimp scampi, capellini, bolognese, and lasagna. They're famous for their gourmet pizza, and you can order online for takeout or have a special date for dining in with family and friends. Mamma Mia's caters special occasions and hosts private events. You have to try it out. Mamma Mia's Italian Restaurant, located at 10971 Magnolia Avenue in Riverside, one block north of La Sierra on Magnolia. That's Mamma Mia's in Riverside. 
Be sure to tell Michael, Alex, or Joseph you heard it on AM590 The Answer. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of MillionKids.org. I believe the four most powerful words on earth are I believe in you. So we created a challenge coin that says I believe in you on one side and stand tall, you are loved on the other side. This one-of-a-kind challenge coin is a perfect gift for birthdays, anniversaries, graduation, Christmas presents, or just an anytime gift for someone you love. What a powerful message for a parent or a grandparent to give to a young person. This two-inch coin is made of polished gold. It's striking to look at, and it is priceless to hold. It is packaged in a beautiful black velvet gift box. What a great way to leave a legacy of love that will last forever. To purchase this coin, go to millionkids.org slash gallery. Each coin is $25. Go to millionkids.org slash gallery to purchase and give a legacy of love. Real estate sales in the Inland Empire are really hot. Sellers and buyers recognize that these low interest rates will not last. Sean and Colleen at Caldwell Banker Armstrong Properties in Riverside are proud to sponsor this show. They are the best in the Inland Empire. They're fair, honest, creative, and they care about you and your situation. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, call Sean and Colleen at 951-529-4066. AM 590, the answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton. I'm the president and CEO of an organization called Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, millionkids.org. And I would ask you to please follow us, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, or just go onto the website and sign up for our newsletter. We uh, we don't bug you too much, honestly. I'm probably one of the worst fundraisers you've ever met, so you're safe, okay? I'm not because we could sure use some more donations. But anyway, we won't hound you and we don't sell your name, but please join us at meandkids.org. Well, our guest today is a good friend of mine. Linda Berg Herring. And Linda has been a private investigator for many, many years. Now, I know a lot of private investigators in my business, but she is unique in that she really understands how to investigate missing kids or kids that maybe are being abused or being sextorted and like that. And as we were talking the last time, she was bringing up how well do you know your child? And I got to thinking about that. And I thought we should make this a quiz or something for parents. But Linda, you mentioned the first thing you need to know um, is their sign in and their passwords for every app they have. Uh, then what? If, if your child is missing or uh, has a problem like that, what is important for you to know about your child? Um, okay. Yes. Obviously all the, all their social media, which I have not met a parent yet who knew all of their child's social media. So that's a challenge and it does change. There's new apps every day. The yep. kids bounce around from app to app. So they, you know, they need to know that. Um, they also have to know who their child is hanging out with and who they're talking to just their mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm going to go, um, if it's someone close by that goes missing, I will go to their home and go through their room. So, um, and if I can't do that in person, then I'll have the parents do a video tour of the room and I have them open drawers and look at things. And we kind of can do a remote search of the room to try mm-hmm. to figure out who they're talking to and what they're doing. 
Um, oftentimes when we're doing that, we find a second phone, mm -hmm. which is a scary sign of something bad going on. Mm -hmm. um, we also often find clothing that the parents had no idea that the child had, especially wow. the girls, some, mm -hmm. you know, really provocative clothes and mom will be appalled. I've never seen that. I've never seen her wear that. Well, mm -hmm. kids carry backpacks when they leave the house, they go change clothes. I used to hike up my skirt when I went to high school. You know, it's like, <laughs> it was never short enough, but <laughs> that's just what kids do. That's right. And kids do that because kids think they're invincible mm -hmm. and that nothing's going to happen to them. Right. So kids need to be taught by parents and often by people other than parents, people mm -hmm. like us, that they're not invincible, that there are dangerous people out there. Um, right. They need to be able to recognize that online stranger danger, like they mm -hmm. would recognize stranger danger out in the world. Um, they need to be open to communicating with their parents. Mm -hmm. So the parents need to make sure that the kids know that no matter what they say, they're not going to be judged, get in trouble, anything like that. They need That's to be able really, to really important. Yeah. openly communicate about anything and everything, no matter how embarrassing, whatever that's, mm -hmm. um, there's just too much stuff out there that kids get into and they're afraid to tell anybody. They right. do tell their friends though. And that's where that social media investigation comes in. So one of the things you said the last time that intrigued me was that, uh, you ask a parent what they're wearing, how tall they are, what they look like and like that. And uh, I think that's interesting because you live with somebody all the time. I was talking about that this morning with my friend because I knew you were going to be on the show. And I was saying, I don't think I can tell you what my husband was wearing when he went off to play golf today. You know. <laughs> Most and, people uh, can't. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure I looked at him, but, but I'm, you know, I was telling her about what you were saying about parents, and I thought, mm, "What was your husband wearing this morning?" <laughs> and I can't answer that either. It's that's true. And the height and weight, you're like, "Well, uh, I about think... this high, about that wide." <laughs> exactly. It's like I'm this tall. They're this. You know, they hold their hand up. They're six inches taller than, or whatever. It's funny. And then often Even the color parents, of hair sometimes, well, especially with women, you know, sometimes <laughs> we change that. Um, yeah. <laughs> happens. It does happen. Yeah. Um, but I've had cases with missing kids where the parents are kind of arguing about what the kid was wearing the last time they saw him or her. Uh -huh. And then a few days later, the mom will call and go, Oh, I found that out, that outfit in the laundry. <laughs> so yeah. that's part of the searching the room thing is mm -hmm. if they think they're wearing something particular, it's like, let's go see if we can find that. Mm -hmm. Just and then you case. mentioned about their blood type, didn't you? And didn't you say that's important? They should have their blood type. They should have a DNA sample or, you know, yes. So a blood, they should know blood type. They should have fingerprints. Mm -hmm. There are little kits you can get police, police departments will do them that they mm -hmm. fingerprint the kids and um, yeah, a medical record, which would include their blood type. Interesting. And a DNA sample. I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. Which you can, you know, steal hairs with hair follicles from the hairbrush. Yeah, it works yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a pinch <laughs> that will work. or a baby tooth. We had a kind of a tragic missing child case that we worked on, but mom had saved her daughter's baby teeth and they used the teeth to, to wow. make DNA. Yeah. One of the things that I have often told my uh, people when I'm doing a speech or a presentation is that 
get a code word between you and your child. I think that's so important for a couple of reasons. One is there's a lot of scams going out right now, you know, where they where people from foreign countries are pretending to be your kid and want money. But equally important, one of the first things that triggered that thinking for me is I know that we have so many kids that go out and get in the car to meet up with somebody. And the first thing they do is throw their phone out the window. And then when that kid tries to borrow somebody's phone, the parent may not recognize who it is that's trying to reach them. And uh, so that's the value, I think, of having a code word between you Um, and use it for your whole family so that you can, you, you know, if you ever get yourself separated or in a situation, they know it's you. Absolutely. That's that's a great thing to have. Like you were saying, there's scams. There's a lot of grandparents that get calls allegedly from their grandchild saying, you know, they've been in an accident or whatever, and they need money sent. Right. And yes. And that's where the grandparents need to be included in that, in the code word. I I actually know a grandparent that actually went to Target and tried to get those gift cards when somebody (sighs) talked to them, you know, but uh, you really, I think having that code word is uh, worth everything because if your child, I've handled some cases where the kid has been gone, you know, six months, nine months like that. And the parent, they don't even know if that child is still alive. We had a a trafficking case and uh, she knew the girl was in the life. Um, And I would help her track them because, you know, her photos was appearing out in public for, for those ads and I could begin to track them. But you know, it's uh, you get a case where they're gone for a long time. Uh, the, having that code word is really, really important if they can ever get back to you to know that that, in fact, it's somebody that you know that you can trust, even if you don't recognize the social media. Right. Absolutely. Or, you know, and there's also there's questions you can ask about a memory of something from their childhood or whatever. If you don't have mm-hmm. a code word, something that only the family would know. Mm-hmm. We all have those little things that only the family knows. <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily a bad thing, a funny thing, whatever, but yeah, something that the whole world wouldn't know. Uh-huh. So if you're handling a, a teenage disappearance, is there any other like really important factors to uh, to deal with? Because I'm assuming a lot of your teenage cases, they come home fairly quickly, but maybe or maybe not. Um, a lot of them do come home fairly quickly because they mm-hmm. run off, you know, they get mad at their parents and they run away. Mm-hmm. Um, so on those, that's where, you know, the parent that that's where the parents need training, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but the parents need training on how to deal with the child when there's mm-hmm. a problem. Um, we had one with a, a local girl who her phone and her car were taken away from her. And then she plotted to run away in the mm-hmm. middle of the night. She mm-hmm. plotted using her friend's Snapchat. Mm-hmm. So um, you used her friend's phone and planned it all via Snapchat. So that friend then, of course, lied about mm-hmm. where she was. And so did the boyfriend's mom, which is where the girl went and hid out. So mm-hmm. it, it's mainly it's people getting people willing to talk. Mm-hmm. Someone knows something. The friends almost always know something. There's a friend that knows. Even on mm-hmm. trafficking cases, the, there's a friend that knows where that person is most of the time. Wow. Well, then that kind of sets you back, doesn't it? You know, to think that somebody would know and not tell when uh, the whole family is really, really frantic. 
Well, my friend is our guest today. Her name is Linda Berg-Herring. She is a private investigator out of Orange County, but she handles cases all throughout the Inland Empire. I highly recommend her. We are up against a break, so I'm going to ask you to stay with us. We'll be right back. Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. This is the most important book you will read this year, especially if you have children or grandchildren. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by internet, more than six billion people coming together. Technology will provide many great advantages for our kids, but a world without borders for our kids is also a world without borders for pimps, predators, pedophiles, cartels, and organized crime. It is a home without walls because 87% of the kids sleep with their phone. It is the greatest societal experiment of all time. Our kids are technology geniuses and their parents are technophobic. Some are techno impotent. New apps come with no warnings on how a predator will use them against our kids. Advancing technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, and the dark net will challenge law enforcement, teachers, and parents to keep kids safe. Recent research states that 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed with a naked photo and 58% will meet their predator. It is indeed a societal shift and one in which most parents are unprepared. If you are a parent or grandparent, teacher, counselor, or social worker, please take time to read Societal Shift. Only $18.99 plus $6 shipping. Order today at millionkids.org. That's millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N-K-I-D-S dot org. It'll be the greatest gift you can give your family and yourself. Order Societal Shift today. Million Kids takes checks and credit cards. Opal Singleton, the author, will personally sign the book and send it to you. Again, go to millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. Join Million Kids. Keep our kids safe from predators. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton and we come to you every Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. I do want to take a minute here and tell you how much it means to me that you listen to this show. I'm a, it, you know, we, we plan these shows each week in a hopes that we give you information that is helpful for you and like that. But whenever I'm out in the public, you know, I, I meet you guys and it's like, holy cow, what amazing followers we have. What, what an incredible group of people that really, really care about their kids and their grandkids and are really concerned about what's happening on social media and you know, a lot of things that are happening in our schools and, uh, you know, these uh, bills that are being passed at SB 107. If you haven't seen that, baby, look it up. You know, <laughs> that's that's a hard one to believe. SB 107 is the bill about uh, providing sex change uh, for minors over the age of 12 that are coming in outside the state of California and uh, what role, if any, the parent gets to play in it. So look it up, SB 107. I won't uh, ad lib so much for you, but I look at all this and I, and the reason I wanted to have Linda on is that if there's ever a time in our lives we need to know what our kids are doing and know our kids, it is right now because there are so many ways that people that you have never met and will never meet will influence your child. And I just think that it's really, really important to understand behavioral changes 
uh, in your child and what they might indicate uh, that you understand the crime of sextortion. We're going to talk about that in depth here. But I want to get back to Linda a little bit. So, uh, Linda, I'm assuming you get involved in cases where there's a, a situation of sextortion or yeah. some sort of uh, social media exploitation. And the statistics are that that something like 58% of kids who are being blackmailed after they sent a erotic photo uh, will literally go out and meet up with that pedophile trying to negotiate back that photo and their lives are changed forever. Do you have experience in that kind of cases? And what kind of uh, advice can you give to parents on something like that? Um, I do have some experience with cases like that. And the advice for parents on that is, again, it's open communication. The, the child, if the child's going to go try to meet with their predator, usually the parents have no idea anything's been going on. Right. The child, you know, the, the child didn't go to them and say, hey, I you know, sent inappropriate photos of myself somewhere and someone's <laughs> now trying to extort money out of me. So um, but there are changes in their behavior for sure. Um, you can get a child who used to be an extrovert can all of a sudden be introverted. Right. Um, there can be changes in their appearance, how they fix their hair, different makeup, getting mm -hmm. all of a sudden being a little more provocatively attired or the opposite. It mm -hmm. tends to be one extreme or the other. Um, they might have received gifts that were expensive gifts that you didn't give them and you know they can't afford. Right. So those came from somewhere. Um, the second phone is another thing. Mm -hmm. um, and some of those go with the extortion as well as the trafficking. So mm -hmm. either way, um, they might mention a new friend that they met online, right? Um, especially a new love interest. They think they're madly in love with someone. And then that takes a turn mm -hmm. for the negative and um, they end up being sextorted or, or threatened with sextortion. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when the parents need to make sure the kids know they can tell them anything that they'll help them that they're not in trouble that there is a way out because right. these kids think there's no way out other than to try to meet the person they don't realize that the second they send out that photo or that video it's all over the world and it's never you cannot get it back yeah well our movie is out while, while we're at it i'll give a little plug for our movie because i really do hope you download it it's called sextortion the hidden pandemic it's on most of your uh streaming sites now i know it's on amazon and itunes and vimeo anyway uh, look that up at sextortionfilm.com i think it's a powerful movie that your whole family ought to see together and your kids ought to see it and grandma and grandpa and mom and dad need to see that uh, we have raised the funding to get it into schools. Many of you donated for that, uh, about broke the bank, but we did it. And uh, I'm grateful as heck it's being entered into the schools through National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. But I want to kind of jump back to what Linda is saying here. Some of the signs I see when I deal with these crimes are the kid will suddenly get very secretive. Shut that door when you're going by. Um, maybe put the uh, the uh, tablet down, upside down, where nobody can see it or close the lid on it. Um, maybe they start to get uh, where they're not sleeping or they start running away, but they come back because they don't really want to run away, but they don't, you know, they, they don't know how to get out of it. Or they quit going to school. Even And this is many of your very smart kids will do this. Uh, that will send these photos that get lured in. And, and, you know, you think it's somebody who's really not real bright, 
Well, you know, if you have learning uh, challenged children or autistic children, they are at great risk if they're on uh, social media. But I'm telling you, these are straight A students, homecoming queens, homecoming kings. Uh, kids are very popular and outgoing. And, you know, that we all want to be loved and they take that chance and it goes sour on them. So as uh, Linda and I were talking about, they will go out and get in the car to meet up. They may get up in the middle of the night and sneak out. They may borrow a friend's phone. And I, I really liked what Linda said about if you see a second phone in your kid's life, whoa, baby, stop in your track and ask a lot of questions. Something's going on. If they start cutting, that's another one. Don't don't pass go. Just immediately take action on that. That's a call for help. And they're traumatized somewhere. They may start stealing. Your kid who would never steal in their life may all of a sudden start finding ways to make money to pay somebody off. And that's a big sign lately as we're seeing all these big uh, telemarketing centers from third world countries coming in. And uh, they're just ruthless with our kids. That's why you have to have that discussion, like Linda said, first. Otherwise, these kids will just panic and do some outrageous act, either like disappearing or taking their own life that has, has been happening. So anything you want to add in there, Linda, that, that we do? Um, you covered that really well. I think we're, we're Well, we've seen anything. it all, you and me. You know? <laughs> we have. I know. Um, yeah, there's, oh, did we discuss that they might have changes in their eating habits, that yes. kind of thing. Um, they avoid contact with their family, mm -hmm. um, you know, get a little friends. more secretive. Mm -hmm. Suddenly you're not hanging out with the same friends. They have new friends. Right. If a, if a friend comes to you, comes to the parents as they're concerned about your child, mm -hmm. jump on that. Yeah. Because every now and then, especially a teenage girl will go to her friend's mom or dad or big mm -hmm. brother or big sister or somebody and say, hey, there's something up with her. She's not acting right. Yeah. And if that happens, you really need to dig into that. I, um, I had a case that a friend of mine asked me to look into her son's Instagram because she had heard he was being bullied. We did it with his permission. She did have his password and he knew I was gonna dig into it and I was gonna go through his messages. And there were two adult males that were trying to get him to send photos. Mm -hmm. He didn't do it. He's a smart kid. He's right. kind of, he's very, very shy and introverted though, just by nature. Mm -hmm. And so he was terrified and it kind of worked out good for lack of a better word. But, um, we ended up, I, I talked to him and said, you did just the right thing. Now you need to block these people. Cause he just kind of left their messages hanging there. Mm -hmm. And cause he wasn't sure what to do. And I said, you block them. And if it happens again, tell your mom, tell me, tell your dad tell someone. And, mm -hmm. you know, and we did turn the guys in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really, really key, mom and dad. This needs to be turned into law enforcement. These mm -hmm. guys never have just one victim. So if your child has sent photos, you know, don't go on and alert the uh, pedophile that you know. Don't do that. Uh, let law enforcement stand in for your kid. Don't delete the photo. Photo shoot the photo if you can so that you screenshot it. So that you and if you don't know how, ask somebody how to screenshot. 
Uh, and that, that, by the way, is something that I think uh, that you can do in Sunday school class, getting your young people to teach your parents about Instagram, about TikTok and how to screenshot and all of these kinds of things. But screenshot it. Don't show it to everybody. It's very private. And take it to law enforcement because these guys often have hundreds of victims. And that gives you a chance to have law enforcement find out who they are and, and arrest them. Well, we're up against that break. This one went really quick. So stay with us. We have one last segment. Listen up, folks. You no longer have to drive out of the IE for a great restaurant experience. The Toasted Barrel, an upscale casual steakhouse located in Corona, has been winning award after award for their great diverse menu, service, ambience, wine, and cocktails. Customers call the barrel the perfect date night. Inland Empire Magazine has awarded them best restaurant four years in a row. Wine Spectator recognized the Toasted Barrel's wine program for their award of excellence. Toasted Barrel is famous for their certified Angus beef, prime, wagyu, and Kobe steaks, and they have some of the best pasta and seafood around. With happy hour and daily specials every day of the week, their appetizers and drink selections are the best around. Live music starts every Friday and Saturday at 5.30. Planning a dinner party, wedding rehearsal, family gathering, or holiday party? Look up Toasted Barrel online and make your reservation today. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. Let me tell you about my friend Doris Anderson at Remax Realty in Upland. She is amazing. She's kind, she's patient, but she listens and she's informed and she will help you with your real estate transaction in a way that works for you. Doris, in full disclosure, often supports the work of me and kids because she cares about young people. But she knows how to analyze a market, how to market a property, and how to find just the right transaction for both buyers and sellers. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate or invest in income property, contact Doris Anderson at Remax Realty 951-733-8899. That's 951-733-8899. 951-733-8899. Custom Service Systems, a proud supporter of Million Kids, is a family-owned and operated commercial cleaning company servicing the Inland Empire and surrounding areas since 1974. CSS takes pride in their ability to maintain the business facilities they serve and their long-lasting relationships with their valued clients. CSS provides a variety of cleaning systems customized to client needs, including deep cleaning and disinfectant to be COVID-19 compliant. From basic office cleaning to windows and floors, CSS will clean up your mess so you don't have to stress. Custom Service Systems cares about families and communities and wants to give back. Custom Service Systems are proud supporters of Million Kids to keep kids safe from predators. If you need the best cleaning services for your business or corporation, contact Custom Service Systems at CSSClean.com. Again, CSSClean.com or call 951-781-9345. That's 951-781-9345. You will know you found the best. Custom Service Systems. AM 590, the answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. My guest today is Linda Berg-Herring. She is a private investigator in Southern California. She's been at it 40 years. 
I know a lot of private investigators, some I like, some I don't, you know, but I really like Linda and her husband, by the way, is also an investigator. And uh, they specialize really and they, they they do the full bore kind of thing that you might use a private investigator with of, you know, investigating if your kid's on drugs and, uh, you know, if your husband's cheating and that sort of thing. But but uh I really like working with Linda and Scott because they do a lot of cases where kids either disappear or um, they're involved in some sort of sextortion case. So, Linda, with that, uh, what are some of the factors you think that make these kids a little bit more vulnerable? And maybe what could we do different so that they're not so vulnerable? Okay. Um, one thing is any, any child that has a history of any type of sexual abuse when they're younger is yes. extremely vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, every kid between the ages of probably nine or 10 and 25 <laughs> <laughs> has an insecurity of some sort. And right. these people that sextort these kids or, you know, young adults, whatever, um, they're master manipulators. Yes, they they know if, mm-hmm. if a girl posts something on Instagram, oh, I hate my nose. I want a nose. Yeah. Someone <laughs> will jump into her messages and say, you have the most beautiful nose I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And they're off and running. That's, they'll do that to start. And these kids, um, it's, I don't remember where I saw the statistic, but 89% of kids sleep with their phone or their tablet with them. Right. I so, think that's a neck neck number. Uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was neck right. neck. Um, mm-hmm. But so that means they can be interacting with these people in the middle of the night while the parents are sleeping. Well, um, I'm like you, Linda. When I heard that number of people, of kids sleeping with their phone, I mean, at three o'clock in the morning in their most vulnerable place all by themselves, they're contacted. That's yeah. insanity. The first thing a, a parent, in my opinion, should do is change that statistic, at least with your child. Yeah, the, the kids should be, their devices should be kept in another room overnight, mm-hmm. um, maybe charging in the kitchen or the family room or, you know, somewhere else. Like, put it out there to charge and you go to bed. Um, if they go, if they go stay somewhere else at a friend's house, if they're with, so we can bring grandparents in here on this one. If they're staying at grandma and grandpa's, grandma no. and grandpa need to know. <laughs> they don't sleep with their devices. Right. <laughs> Those go somewhere else. And that's an easy thing to control. And yeah, hopefully I, the kid won't sneak out at four in the morning and go grab their phone. So that's right. I think grandmas and grandpas can play a, a much stronger role in most cases mm-hmm. in, in helping the child determine what's what's right, what's appropriate. And like that. you expect your grandma and grandpa to be old fashioned. So you're not going to be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I, I spoke to a bunch of kids out at uh, Discovery Church this last weekend, and I made a side. I said, I know this is corny, but if you're thinking of sending a photo, Send it to your grandma first. If you can't send it to your grandma, you probably shouldn't be putting it out there. <laughs> that's great. If it's not grandma approved, forget it. Yeah, that's, that's right. true. That's a good one. <laughs> but I do believe that grandparents can take a, a heavy role in this because, you know, a lot of times you'll tell a grandparent something that you wouldn't tell your folks. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's absolutely true. I know I did that when I was a kid. I was very close with my grandma and Mm -hmm. I told her all kinds of things I never would have told my mom. (laughs) Like, you know, I hated my new ballet slipper. You know, I wasn't out doing crazy things, but (laughs) but she was the one I went to. And and a lot of kids do that. And my grandma never minced words. She said what she thought. And and that's and I think a lot of grandparents do that 
more than mm -hmm. parents do. Too mm -hmm. many parents want to be their kid's friend mm -hmm. instead of a parent at right. times. They need to be a parent. A grandparent mm -hmm. wants to take care of you. Yeah. So, and if that means they have to, you know, have the hard conversation or tell you no or something like that, they'll do it. I, I think that parenting is, this is going to be the hardest time in all of history to be a parent because this is the first generation that can be reached by the entire world. And the kid knows more than the parent. So how do we prepare that child to live in a world where they make healthy decisions that don't compromise their entire future? And that's the challenge we all deal with. That's that's what Million Kids is all about, is uh, teaching parents and grandparents and kids, you know, how to live in a world without borders. But so we're coming down towards the end of the show here. Um, Linda, first of all, give us a little bit about how to reach you, uh, you know, the kinds of cases that you're looking at or looking for or what a person could expect if they were to contact a private investigator. Okay. Um, well, first of all, the best way to reach me is via social media, actually. And um, I am on Facebook under my name mm -hmm. and also under LJB Investigations. LJB? Yes, LJB Investigations. Investigations. Uh -huh. Okay. I do have a website as well, which is ljbinvestigations.com. Good. Okay. Um, my, I'm going to put my email address out here. I did it last time. I didn't get a bunch of weird emails. So uh, my email address is OC, as in Orange County, uh -huh. Lady, L A D Y P I, like private investigator. OC Lady P I. Yes, at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Okay. Yes. And um, when a parent contacts me, I literally drop everything that I'm doing. If their child is missing. And it doesn't matter if it's three in the morning, although that's not my favorite time to get a phone call. <laughs> but I will answer the phone. Um, I drop everything and we instantly start checking out their social media stuff, contacting friends. Like I said, I'll go to the house, but somewhere that I can get to quickly. Um, I do interact with law enforcement as much as they will. Some will and some won't. It depends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We try to work together. I'm very pro law enforcement. Mm -hmm. So we try to work together. Um, I will be available every minute of the day. We, we share flyers in investigation groups on social mm -hmm. media, obviously my pages. Mm -hmm. And I'm a member of several associations, including an international one, um, mm -hmm. a national one. So we can get information out all over the place. And that also means I have contact with other investigators. So my mm -hmm. stuff goes out to a whole. Mm -hmm team big group of people that wow. end up sharing the information which helps a lot so it's lbj investigations L is L that right lj lj b i'm so just dyslexic like, no, lgb investigations right lgb investigations.com yes. is yes. that right yeah that's my initials before i got married so, i see yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's good. Well, Linda, thank you for coming on today. I really, really appreciate you. And I appreciate the work that you do. I I have known you for quite a long time. I appreciate the training that you do. By the way, she does participate in the Million Kids training programs on you know, uh, how and where to work with a PI and how to how to make it effective and like that, especially in child abuse cases or missing child cases. So again, at millionkids.org. Well, we're coming up to the end of the show, and I just want to take this time to tell each and every one of you what you mean to us. 
we've been doing this uh, 12 years here in Riverside County. Uh, we serve as the training and outreach coordinator for the Riverside County Human Trafficking Task Force. We've trained over a half a million people that we met. Then we quit counting. I can't count any farther than that. But uh, it's an important work. When a parent comes to us and says, my kid is being uh, exploited, uh, we found these photos, they're making demands, what do we do? Uh, you know, that's a traumatic time for a family. It's traumatic for the kid. It's traumatic for the parent. And it changes everybody's life for the rest of their life. And that's true, especially if your child should get into sex trafficking. Uh, we see these cases where the kid just disappears and it is heartbreaking for that family. Whether you're a parent, whether you're a grandparent, it's really a heartbreaking thing. But the main work that we do is prevention and intervention. Things like raising money for that film and getting it out into schools and to you. Again, sextortionfilm.com. Please look that up. But it's all about education. This is the first generation that will live on a worldwide technology where they can reach the entire world and the entire world can reach them. And I believe how we prepare this generation of kids to live in a world without borders will set the stage for all future generations, their kids and their kids after that. So these kids are worth fighting for, and that is the work of Million Kids. We can't do it without you. So if you're willing to support us, go to millionkids.org, millionkids.org, and you can either donate right there or get the address to send a check. I like those checks. I go to the post office myself. We love each and every one of you. Take this week, put your arms around your family, let them know how proud you are of them and that you believe in them. And we're going to see you next Saturday at 3 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. This message is all about Million Kids, the organization that helps locate missing kids throughout Southern California and educates to keep kids safe from predators. Million Kids educates school administrators, teachers, parents, and teenagers how predators identify a potential victim and the methods they use to recruit innocent kids. BMW of Riverside is a proud supporter of Million Kids. Visit BMW of Riverside at the Adams Street exit off the 91 freeway or click bmwofriverside.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. I want to tell you about a book I wrote called Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. It's all about how predators access, groom, recruit, and exploit our young people using social media, online gaming, video chat rooms. Technology is changing at the speed of light, and we have to understand how to keep our kids safe from predators. So you can get this book by going to www.meandkids.org. It's $16, I'll sign it, and I'll ship it to you personally. We hope that you will order this book, educate yourself about how to keep our kids safe in this day of changing technology. Join us each Saturday for our radio show at Exploited Crimes and Technology at 3 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer.